Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. As he sees himself getting passed by a seagull. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what are you talking about? He grabs the rope and... of the dark ice takes the party through a perilous, far-flung region of the world, an arctic ocean known as the Crystal Sea. These gallant waters are strongly influenced by planes of cold and darkness that bend close. Ghostly mists from the ethereal plains sweep over the sea like morning fog, and long shadows choke out light in unnatural ways, fed by the darkness of the plain of shadow. The sun is wan and distant here, rarely breaking over the frozen peaks to illuminate the freezing water. Nevertheless, life, both natural and otherwise, thrives in the face of such adversity. In this adventure, the party will skirt icebergs as they escape pursuit of a monstrous hunter and negotiate a tense peace with others stranded in the ice. If they succeed, they must pass their final obstacle before reaching the edge of the world, an ancient elven castle ruled by a fiend that seeks to snuff out all happiness and joy. Hey, this is Kent, your dungeon master. Do you make stuff for 5e tabletop role-playing games? Maybe it's content like a new monster, an item, new spell even. Or possibly you make other stuff for 5e games. Miniatures, maps, whatever. Our podcast is opening up sponsorships for your business. And we want to help you advertise what you have and give it a first-hand experience by players for players. So contact us on our Facebook page at the LARP channel or email us directly dragonbornwarlock at gmail.com and let us help you. Awesome. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Open the bag! Last time we were together, and so rudely interrupted by the expiration of time, you guys had gotten past the, um, the the, the, the wellspring that the hags were in that had created the, the nexus of, of, of magic mm-hmm. um, discovered that the, uh, the nexus and the wellspring had certain effects that after being destroyed um, kind of caused some other stuff to change I forgot all your adamantium turned back into iron Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I blocked it from my memory for a reason. Uh. 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 
Okay. Get the big box out then. And then you guys came into an area that um, was an unusual mix of freezing, icy, cold, and just dark, shadowy, like clouds. Mm-hmm. And you began to realize that uh, the plane of the shadow was slowly seeping in along with just the icy cold of the unknown. And you started fighting off these, like, shadowy, demon-like, um, fiend orca whales. Uh, you came across... Penguin? Penguin. Moki, the penguin. A.K.A. Penguin. <laughs> penguin! Just because Benedict Cabbage Patch, Cumberbatch, whatever his name is, screwed it up, doesn't mean you have to. It's so great of a screw up, you have to. It's an homage to his screw up. Yeah, but he went on record as saying he doesn't say the word, he avoids it like the plague now. Correct, but like any good failure of any good person, it gets brought up repeatedly for the until the end of time. Comedic effect, yeah. Yeah, so. Penglings. When it stops being funny, we'll stop talking about it. Exactly. And even then, I may, I still might not. Yeah. Uh, those two words aren't even anywhere near as close to each other as you think they are, either. No, That's I just... Like it's, a, it's a penguin creature, and it's now a pangling. Uh, um... If I recall some of the uh, extra background lore that I downloaded, uh, the Penguil is going to become a playable race at some point down the road if, say, like one of your characters ends up dying or something. No, that's not me foreshadowing. That's just updating you on info. Um, you also came across Uchi, the uh, mm-hmm. the little familiar companion. The so otter-looking thing. Yeah, the watery otter-looking, this little guy. I gotta get him on that joke. We almost got barbecued. But didn't. Yeah. <clears throat> um, now, Uchi was trying to get you to go in one direction, and Moki convinced you to go in a different direction, and Uchi finally just kind of said, okay, whatever. Well, uh, she supposedly talked to it and seemed to convince it otherwise. Yeah. Um... And Uchi and Beryl have been getting along fantastically. Like They're best buddies now. Two little animals that just love each other's uh, <sighs> company. Unlikely friendships. Now, you guys were a certain number of, I think it was hours, into... We had one roll left. Was it one left? We had one roll left because we came up. We came up shy by one hour. Well, I remember I made a roll, and before rolling to see what you guys ran into, we called it for the night. Yeah. So I have to figure out what that roll was. So I can either re-roll that to see if you guys... Because I was rolling to see how many hours you guys got before you ran into something yeah. that slowed you down. If you don't remember what it is, re-roll it. Um... Because I, I know I don't. 
I'm also trying to remember how many hours you guys were left at, and I don't remember if I wrote that down on this other map and just forgot about it. 27 hours. You were 27 hours in, and how many hours did we need to get? 30. Was it 30? I thought it was 30. Might be. Because we're working. Yep. It takes you working, 30 hours. Okay. Yeah, and I was rolling. Rotation, and so wherever you roll, we get plus one to it regardless. To the hours. Because we were doing rotations. So, like, Celine's on deck for eight hours watching for the ice and stuff. Okay. You know, then Mercer, then, you know, we're, we're, we're keeping someone 24 7 to help blast the ice away. To... That's right, that's right. And I was rolling, that's right, okay. And then, so whatever you were rolling, you were giving us plus one to whatever it was. Okay, so you guys had hit your 27-hour mark, which means I need to roll a d8. Shiny math rock. Huh? A shiny math rock. Shiny math rock. <laughs> I admit it, I'm a dice goblin. <laughs> oh, I'm starting to become one. Especially all the different dice that I collect. I like these sparkly ones. But I also like my lap dice and this new set of dice I just got. If I can get it to open, there it goes. Whoever said you can't have enough dice needs to be smacked. Alright. That would be the guy from Dimension 20. From what? Dimension 20. I don't know what that means. So there's a group of players, uh, Brandon, I can't think of his last name right now, is generally a DM for the group. And one of the guys sits there and he's like, I know all the haters are going to come after me, but you only need one set of dice. And like everyone at the table is like, lies, blasphemy. And then he goes off to say something or someone says something else and he's just like, no, you, you can you can cut that. He's like, oh, so you have no problem staying on record for the one set of dice, but this could, this needs to be stripped from the record. <laughs> yep. <laughs> too bad it's there anyways, too. Uh, Lord. Okay. So you guys get to the 27-hour mark. Um, I don't remember who was up on deck. Didn't you take a photo? Yeah, but the photos I took was right at the end of the last fight against the Shadow Fiend Orca. Oh, I thought you took a photo like right at the end of the night with where we were all sat. Yeah, I've got you guys all set up where you were at at the end of the night. Those were that was the last set of pictures I had. I think it was Celine was supposed to be the lot or the next one on watch. Okay, well then that works out. Um, so as while Celine is up on the deck. Heavy snowfall starts to come down, and it becomes so obscuring that um, it's difficult to see out past 30 feet. And that's going to be going on for the next three hours. So any ranged, 
attacks of any kind have to be made with disadvantage and the ship's deck is going to become difficult terrain. On top of that, two feet of ice form on the outer, on the outside hull of the ship and it causes the ship to slow down to the point where you guys aren't able to get, aren't able to proceed forward. Crystal Sea Encounters. And I got a roll for that. Top of all of that, uh, blood-curdling screams echo across, echo out across the crystal sea routinely. These screams are ind indicative of a giant blood eel attack out on the ice. And their screams are celebrating another violent victory. So. these magnets to indicate it. Um, I'm not going to make her roll for perception or anything, but she notices these um, weird looking uh, packs of blood eels. So it's like they're blood red, but they have a, like black veins going through their bodies. And they show up on all four sides of the ship. Is everybody else below deck besides Celine? Yeah. So she sits there and she hollers at one of the you guys all Roman deckhands. Uh, go get the crew. All hands on deck. <coughs> yes, ma'am. And he goes running down the stairs. So I'll just start here at the door. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30... One of the crew hands gets down to the door and just, guys, we have something going on. Oh, we just got heard, told, all hands on deck. Mercer comes. Oh, crap. Trudging up. All right. I need to figure out. So, we're going to set this up, let's see here, 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 and then this will just move off the side. So at these three points where the blue magnets are at here, that's the part of the ship that has all the ice forming on it. Mm -hmm. So all of that has to be removed before the ship can continue to move forward. Okay. And... Four eel attacks. So, mm. 
Alright, so we're going to say initiative. Get the creature pulled up here real quick. She also notices that these swarms are the equivalent to roughly a large creature. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so going right up the line, Mercer. Uh, thirty. Or sorry, ten. Esther. Ooh, eighteen. Celine. Uh, eighteen. And Zabek. Eleven. All right. What is Celine and Esther's dexterities? Celine has a zero. What's Esther have? More than a zero. <laughs> yeah, three. Okay, so Esther will go before Celine. So it's gonna go the monstrosities. Esther, Celine, Zabek, and tailing up the end as per. Sometimes tradition. I was going to say, no longer tradition. <laughs> Sometimes tradition. Mercer. He's been staying right in the middle lately. Yeah. <coughs> and these creatures are going to... This is where things get really, really unusual. They take all of their actions to swarm their way up the sides and onto the deck of the ship. Oh, man. So, Plop. Bolo is not up there. He's been down here this whole time. Plop. And Plop. All right. That's their whole turn. Um, oh. I should probably put... See, I'm not tailing up the rear. Okay, wise guy. Mm -hmm. uh, Esther, what you doing? You are currently down in this back cabin area. And am I hearing the commotion upstairs? Oh yeah, you heard the guy come down, yell for you. Alright, I run up to the deck. Alright, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 will get you right here. And I use my feet to fly! <clears throat> Okay. The run. flight is also part of your move action, uh, so you either fly or you run. You can't do both. Okay. I run with a quick assessment of the situation. I lock onto my target. You see four swarms of eels that have slithered up onto the deck. Gross. And she runs back down. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said to him uh, earlier, they're all blood red. But they have black veins uh, going about their body. Fireball. At which one? The one behind Celine. Okay. That's a um, twenty-three to hit. Second here. That is going to hit. We're low, we're past level five, so it's 2d10. Oh, right. Okay, so seven, eight, 
nine points of damage. Fire damage. You said nine points? That's your turn. Mm-hmm. Um, Celine. Celine is going to move. Well, it'd be effectively twenty feet because it's difficult terrain to put her right there in between the eels and Esther. So right here. Yeah. And then if I, I think that's fifteen feet to the next set of eels. Correct. You were here. Right there in fifteen. That was twenty feet of movement to there. Yeah, correct. And then, but um, it's, it's where from, she's at to here. It's just generally 15. five, ten, fifteen. Yes. Okay, so they're just outside. That's what I was thinking it was. Um. So she is going to bonus action spiritual weapon directly behind the eels. Um, because it can float, and then is that um, sword still sitting there? Yes. So it's just floating. Right there. Okay. Yep. And then as her attack action, she's going to uh, thunderous, or not thunderous, but uh, blooming blade. Alright. So that's going to be a 20 to hit with right, blooming ahead. blade. And a 20 to hit with spiritual weapon. Yep, those both hit. So nine points of force damage from the spiritual weapon. Nine? Mm-hmm. Okay. 23 points from the booming blade. Wow. Uh. Swarms are not looking very good. Like you've killed off about half, of, just over half of that swarm now. As you see your weapon and the spiritual weapon just slicing through them, you're starting to get the impression you're going to have Shadow Fiend Calamari here pretty soon. <laughs> not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but. Alright, so that was uh, Celine's turn. Yep. The back. Alright then. She comes running to the deck. Alright, so 5, 10, 15, 20. She cannot get, well, is she going to try to pass through here? Yeah. She has Excuse 40 feet me. of movement. Huh? Zabak so has 40 feet of movement. Yeah. yeah so it'll so. be 30 feet to right here. Everything on the main deck up here is considered difficult terrain at the moment. So you have one more square you can move if you want to. I'm going to move to get close to the one in front of Celine. This one? I can reach it now, right? Yep, bam, right there. Okay. And that's all your movement. All right, time to die. Rage. And for my first attack, that's going to be 18 to hit. That'll hit. Yes, it will. 
it's gonna be 20 points of damage. You kill off the last of them just by ah. and, and they all go down. And that's all I can do because I can't hit anything else. You just go bye bye. Alright. Uh, Mercer's turn. So Mercer is going to dash. 25. Yep. So that's his full movement there. Yep. And then... 30, 35. Which... Where are you going to go? Straight up. Oh, he's flying? Yep. Basically, he passes through us. He like... Excuse me! And up he goes. Because he can... That He can move. Mm-hmm. So he's 10 feet in the air, then? Yep. Because... On the floor or flying. He moves at the same speed right now. How's that? He only has 25 foot movement. Yeah, but he only has a fly speed of 10, 10. feet. So what does my movement become if I'm on difficult terrain? 10 feet. Okay. <laughs> I get it now. Okay. So 10 feet in the air then. Yep. And that was, that's his action because he had a dash. Right. Okay. Um, it is Moki's turn. And she. Okay. Moki gonna kick some butt. Yeah, Moki. Oh, you guys are going to love this. So, Moki's not hindered by the snow and the movement because she's used to the icy area. She moves right up to here, 5, 10, 15 to right here, holds her spear out, taps her spear down on the main deck, and this burst of energy just goes boom. These two both fail their saving throws and go right back out into the water. As she cast Thunder Wave. Nice. <laughs> I rolled a three and a five for their saves. <laughs> wow. Now I need to figure out how much damage they took real quick. And um, it'll be, the, of course, it'll be the monster's turn. Do, 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 do. Two D eight. Okay. Ooh, not bad. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. So they both. Their turn. These guys move up. Let's see here. Five, ten, fifteen to right there. And these guys spend their action getting back up onto the ship. And Moki's just like, okay, we'll do it again. Uh, da, 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 da. 
Let's see, who are they going to try to attack? The back. Right. They try to bite you. Oh. Well, that's not fair. Yeah, no. Handful of a uh, swarm of eels. None of them can seem to reach out enough and go like they're trying to bite you and don't know that your shell is not helping Bible. them at they're all. They're giving you sea kisses. I'm just river dancing. <laughs> it's Esther's turn again as she now has a swarm of eels right in front of her. Ah! you try to cast a spell within five feet of them, you will be at disadvantage. Not if it's automatic hit. <laughs> As she's gathering a bunch of d4s in her hand. Okay. Magic missile! Oh, that doesn't count. Yeah, you're supposed to roll those in the bowl? Shush you. <laughs> <laughs> this is my, not the kind of bowl I'm good with. Twenty-five points of force damage as I just go kablooey! Twenty-five points of force, is that what you just said? Hmm? Oh, wow. Wow, okay. Alright, so it's... And I haven't moved, so... I can use my flight feet to fly, right? You can. It will be an attack of opportunity because you're exiting a threatened square. Eh, all right. Are you still trying yeah. to fly? Okay. I believe I can fly. Now, the upside is you're not hindered by your flight, so you can move your full 20 feet flying away. Bye-bye. Do you just go straight up? Yep. Okay. So they try to bite at you as you fly away. Fifteen. Oh man. Does that catch you? Yeah, it sure does. Okay. Dude, and that was not very good uh, of a damage roll in your favor. 14 points damage as three of them lash out and bite you as you're flying away. Ow! Stupid worms. <laughs> okay. Um, and that makes it Celine's turn. Uh, Celine's spiritual <coughs> hammer is going to go directly behind them again. Because it can move 20 feet to flank. And rinse and repeat. Booming blade. That's going to be a 20 to hit. That hits. Spiritual weapon. That's going to be a 25 to hit. Totally misses. No, I'm kidding. Yes, it hits. <laughs> so, 17 points from the booming blade. And 12 points from... Spiritual weapon. So 29 points total. Mm -hmm. All right. 
this group of eels is almost completely gone. Is that her whole turn then? Yes. Zabak's turn. Does she just <laughs> turn around and go? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right. Ah, dirty twenty to hit. Uh, of course it hits. I know that. It did. Mm-hmm. Hold on. That's gonna be twenty-three points of damage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yep, it, I know. The last of them are all sliced to pieces. And now I'm going to move over to <clears throat> the cluster that's closer to me by the okay. green. All right, you're still at disadvantage on your movement. Uh -huh. So, what do you have? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. That's as close as you can get. All right. Don't worry, Pingu, I'm coming. She just turns and she goes, Who are you talking to? I meant Mochi. Moki. There you go. You know who you are. I do. You, you? No. <laughs> um, and it's uh, their turn. No, it's Mercer's turn. I'm sorry. Mercer, go. <clears throat> Mercer Three is going different to... M's. My goodness. Mercer's going to take his action to create his force cannon. And he's going to blast that one on the left-hand side of the ship. Oh, okay. That's going to be a 21 to hit. That's a hit. For 7 points force damage, and it's pushed 5 feet back. This one? Yep. Right off the, uh, the railing and... As they all drop back down to the water. Again! Mercer cackles. Uh, and then he uh, flies 10 feet forward. 5, 10, to right here. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's a slow fly, but hey, you know what? It saved his life a few I'm, times. I'm, I'm picturing that moment in X2 where Magneto finally escapes the prison, and so he's on the metal disc he creates, and he's just slowly moving forward as he's causing the two little orbs to shoot through everything. <laughs> I see that as Mercer just standing there with the cannon out. He's like, ah, come on, pick up. Come on, come on. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Um, monsters turns. They move to right here to try to hit Moki. And they miss horrifically. And these use their whole action to get back up on the ship again. <laughs> these aren't the smartest creatures. <laughs> no, they're, they're not. They're really not. They have a minus four to their intelligence. <laughs> they are mindless creatures. Oh, I just realized what attack I should be using. <laughs> okay. Uh, Moki's turn. Come on, Moki. She looks back at Zabak and goes, Back up! Back up! And right. holds her action until Zabak moves. <coughs> um, Can I just get into my shell as a movement? No, because you'd have Damn. to make a saving throw. Damn. 
and either way you'll end up taking damage. I did that backwards. Moki was supposed to go and then the monsters. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Oops, Esther's turn. not doing anything. All right. Here we go. Let's see. right in front of Mochi. Loki? The one that's closest to Moki? Mm-hmm. We have Uchi and Moki. The one right in front of her. Yeah, I, I know which one you're talking about. Okay. How much damage you do? 19 points. Actually, you know what? The one on the right here, uh, that's going to need to give me a... Wisdom saving throw, please. <laughs> You're funny. Yeah, it's a six. Nine points as bells toll around it. As what? Toll of the dead. Dun, dun, dun. And it's uh, nine points necrotic. It's not great. Nine points necrotic damage? Mm -hmm. Okay. As she moves uh, 30 feet up. Well, only be 15 technically, but 30 feet up. Where's she moving to? She's heading towards them, but she can only moved three squares. And then her spiritual weapon will move 20, because it's flying. Like that? Yep. Okay. Alright, so it's Celine Zabak's turn. Alright! I move. I reach for, I move backwards and I hold an action. I'm gonna move back. Uh, Moki, how far back do you want me? Can Moki answer me? No. Just need you to take a step back. Okay. She backs up mm, ten feet. Just to be safe, kind of closer to Celine. You're wanting to move ten feet, or you're wanting to move one square for ten feet because it's difficult terrain. Yeah. One square ten. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right to there. Okay. And Moki takes her. And held I hold, action. Yep, and I hold Taps my her action. spear down again. Nice. And these guys make saving throws. <laughs> Rolled a five and a seven. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. Curse splash and curse splash. Okay, bye. Oh my gosh. There goes your target to hit. 
as they both take six more points thunder damage. They've proven to be dumb enough to come back, so... Moki looks back and goes, I can't do this again! It's all right. That she backs up by 10, 15, 20 to right here. Their turn. Curse block, curse block. Yeah. And we're back up to the top of the line. Esther. Oh man, this is some bull crap. I'm gonna do it again. Magic missile on... I didn't ask, was Zabath going to do anything else besides get out of the way? She's holding her action until one of them gets close. Okay. She's kind of biding her time. Oh man, this is some bull crap right here. <laughs> 17 points of damage on uh, the same one I hit last time by the green... Uh, this one? Magnet. No, the one by the green magnet. This one? Yeah. Is it how many points? 17? Yeah, 16. 16. Okay. Alright, is there anything else she's doing? Mm, no, she's not. there's nothing else she really can do. Okay. Uh, Celine. She's going to move her 15 feet up, well, or three squares up. Right here? Yep. Okay. And then, <clears throat> as her action, uh, the same one who's been taking damage over here by green, another wisdom saving throw, please. Seventeen points in the frog damage. Dang. They roll for d12s. Yeah, these. Uh, there's a few of those eels left before they're so all. So one, I think my spiritual weapon can get to that one. Correct, the one that we've been waylaying on. Twenty feet. Yeah. Ten. Yeah, right here, and it's in okay. range. Critical hit. <laughs> Don't roll super bad. Twelve points. Just enough. You were two hey. points over. Yes. So you now have three piles of uh, potential calamari sitting all over your ship. Yeah. And one living thing of eels left to hit. That's, That's Celine's turn? Yep. Alright, back to Zabak's turn. Alright. She charges on over. Time to die. I don't think you can reach him. Mm. How far away am I? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. You just barely make it there. Uh... <laughs> Oops. That's a one. So my first attack is not going to hit them. Well, roll to confirm a critical fail. Sure don't. I rolled it. I got an eight that time. What's your total? Oh, that'd be fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, so you you don't critically fumble. 
for my second attempt at an attack. A dirty 20. That's gonna hit. Yeah, it is. Whoa. Dirty 20 amount of damage. 20 points? Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Alright, the first was just the water and shot. As she's swinging the axe over her head. Or, I'm sorry, was it the axe or the jawbone? The jawbone. Alright. Mercer's turn. Uh, He's going to firebolt it. Actually, thunderbolt it. And that's going to be a 17 to hit. That's a hit. And then force cannon. With a 21 to hit. That's a hit. Fourteen points from the uh, firebolt and nine points from the force cannon is pushed five feet off. You have one single eel that's still alive. <laughs> and it, it falls 20 feet into the water? Yeah, but that's not going to affect it because it's in its natural habitat. What's the chance that it falls and hits the part of the ice that's on the ship? Hmm. It takes out one little knock as it falls. <sighs> I didn't bring the coins with me this time. so Just because I would find this hilarious as you watch this one little eel go, Wah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll yeah. a d20. If I get a 16 or above, we'll say it falls and gets that one little knock. Nope. Nope. Yeah, that's so funny. It's going to have to sit there and... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Moki's going to hold her action because she can't really do anything at range. I just realized something. I said ranged attacks are at disadvantage. Have you guys been making any of those ranged attacks at disadvantage? I forgot. Nope. That was my mistake. Alright. Her range doesn't matter anyways. Uh Yeah. Okay. It's turn. Evens your odds here, just to decide. Evens, yep. It that one single eel crawls back up. Really now. This is dummy. Negative four intelligence. Marsha don't care. Yeah. And attempts to bite uh, the back. Very cool. 
of working horse. That's a crit. Hmm. All right. Seven points of piercing damage as it lays into you and just me the back. Yeah. That's some crap. Twenty-seven. Thirteen. Oh wait, I'm wait, raging. Hold on, hold on. I got that wrong. Thirteen times two is twenty-six. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty. Thirty points. I'm sorry. So you are raging. You take fifteen points of piercing. Of course, that has to be right at the end with one last eel, one final huzzah. Um, oh, didn't expect you to have that in you. It's Esther's turn. Man, that's some crap. Kiss it. She's on the other end of the ship. I'm gonna land on it. You can't get there. Not my fault you're that far away. Fine. Well, actually you could, but you're gonna have to. Uh, I'd take damage too. Take damage to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to go for that far. <laughs> she dashes and then falls. <laughs> I didn't say it was gonna be graceful. Can I use Mage Hand to go? That is not how that's spelled. I know, I know. It'd be nice if you could use Mage Hand to uh, cast your spells from a different location, but... No, I mean literally just use the Mage Hand to go... And it's a spectral hand. It's just, it's not capable of doing damage. Firebolt. If you hit it, you kill it. Oh, I think a 17 to hit? You kill it. <laughs> Just kind of explodes everywhere. So you just got done seeing it reach out and bite the back really nasty. What the fuck? Brings its head back. It does some weird screaming hissing sound at her. And just as that screaming hiss happens, the back sees its head just go <laughs> as it slumps over the rail and falls back down into the water. Bye. <laughs> she looks over and she just sees Esther. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like me now? Alright, so the immediate threat is dealt with. Now you guys are still left with dealing with the ice that has formed at the front of the ship. Mercer takes one side, Celine takes the other side, and we just torch it. Hang on. The ice has also thickened by another uh, four feet. So you now have six feet from the side walls of the ship formed outward. Um, let's see. Let's see here. What's six times four? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. So it's essentially rolls to hit as if it was a creature, and you divvy up how much damage. See how long it takes you. <clears throat> What's the AC to hit it? 
10. Okay, so. Pretty simple. As long as I don't roll a one, I hit it. Right. It's not a matter of whether or not you hit, it's a question of how long does it take you. Well, like, I mean. Twenty-three points for Mercer. Six points from Celine. What? Wait. What were the attacks? Uh, twenty-nine and twenty-eight. No, 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 no. Specifically, what is he? Fireball. Fireball. Yeah. Okay. Fire. Mercer didn't have to have help. He just did one single shot. Well, th- thanks for the, the assist. <laughs> Good night. As it's a week to fire. And then he flies his ten feet back. Slowly, just kind of. Part of me feels like Mercer would be like doing this, just like. As he flies back. Arms out, taking it all in. Yep. He's like, I did my job. I'm out. Then. At ten feet, <laughs> he's flying at half the speed of smell. <laughs> <laughs> My farts fly faster than you do. Because <coughs> he sees himself getting passed by a seagull. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what are you talking about? He grabs the rope and. <laughs> Turn around, it's a fiend infested seagull. <laughs> Shoves his fist right down his gullet. Boom! Uh, oh my god, he pulled his cloaca out from his throat. No, he blasted it with the force cannon. Oh, I thought, never mind. Oh, my joke is still fine. <sighs> Squawk at me. <laughs> anyway, so you guys. I have 27 hours. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Esther, if... are we there yet? Well, this is where it gets really, really funny because oh, no. it's a question of do you guys make it or do you run into one more thing? Oh, no. Can we just make it, please? Yeah, you guys get there. Oh, and you get God. there within three hours. I just wanted to see if I was going to roll a one, because if I rolled a one, then you guys ran into something as you got to the beach. So you guys get to the uh, the, the the shoreline, and Moki says, okay, it's probably not a good idea for all of you, um, but, uh, um, but Moki turns back and goes, probably not a good idea for all of you, some of you probably want to stay on the ship, but no, um, the crew will stay at the ship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you guys also notice a second ship that is about a hundred yards away, but is also docked there. What type of ship is it? Oh, do, 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 do. Let's see here. Uh, is it a is it a black hand? It is a black rift vessel, but you don't see any people on board the ship. Merce. So first, 
Nope. He starts walking that way to go burn it down. Loki goes, hey, no, no. Those people are visitors here. They came in peace. Leave their ship alone. No. They nearly killed me multiple times. They're all going to die. Leave them alone. Or what? Now, let's see if... uh... Uh, Mercer needs to give me a perception check. Uh, that's going to be a 20. It's a 20? Just off in the distance, say about 50 yards back out of the ocean, he hears a <laughs> sound as he starts to see another shadow-fiend orca diving out of the water in his direction. I'm on the shore. It ain't don't care. No, but the ship's a hundred feet out from the shore. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was no, docked. Not, no, it's still out in the water. It's a hundred yards away from where your ship is at. Oh, away from the shoreline. Just like your guys' ship is away. You guys will have to take a long boat to get in. Uh. Uh, okay. Stupid fish. So he says, "There's like stupid orca." He turns back to Moki and goes, I swear to you, if even I see one on land, I'm burning them. Well, you'll have to take on our whole village because they are currently being taken care of at our village. The crew was shipwrecked. They offered trade for uh, help and our village aided them. That's fair enough, as long as they're not hurt in the village, right, Mercer? They haven't done any evil here. Yeah, there's the key word, here. You fix them up, they're going to go right back out there and do all sorts of evil things all over again. Good job. Mercer, discretion is the better part of valor here. I will say something to the chief, but you have to promise me that you are not going to bring violence into the village. Because the village itself won't respond well to that. If they do anything to me or my crew, I will burn everything to the ground. I'm not going to use those words, but I will see if we can't come to a a peaceful... um, Agreement. Agreement, yes, thank you. And keep them away from me. Hmm. Currently, they're being tended to, so... Okay. So, you guys start to walk from the shoreline up to the village. And as you start to approach the village, several of... Oh, excuse me. Several of black and white figures, heavily bundled in warm coats, hats, and scarves, wander among the simple yet striking structures... Prominent buildings crafted from black volcanic rock dominate the center of the small village. A faint singing drifts through the town, echoing out of an ornate icy hall in the direct center of town. From the square, the village opens up to an icy field where thin columns of smoke rise from dozens of squat houses made of pelts and snow. 
Young Penguel can be seen playing athletic games, racing down snow slopes, or attempting to shoot a sizable snail's shell past a goal. Past a goal post. <clears throat> so as you guys are approaching the town, uh, Moki turns around and goes, Welcome! Welcome to Keenitz Rock! This is our small village. And you... you Despite the fact that Moki is saying small village, this looks like a somewhat decently sizable town, almost. But the majority of the buildings are either made out of, uh, like, a black volcanic uh, obsidian and ice blend. Or they're made out of various tents made from cloth and pelts and such. Um... She takes you to the, uh, she takes you guys to the Grand Hall and says, if you guys wish to stay, some rooms can be made available to you in the Grand Hall, or if you want to take up residence in one of the smaller available tent huts or whatever, that's totally acceptable as well. Mercer's like, wherever they're not at, that's where I'll be. Uh -huh. Give me a perception check. That's a ten. Ten. At the moment, he does not notice any far elves anywhere. Black hand, you mean? No, far elves. I'm not looking for far elves. You saw a black rift vessel. Oh, I did take black. You don't see anybody. Uh, you don't see any black rift. Oh. Okay. Like, it's no black rift. You saw a black rift vessel. You don't see any members of the black rift nation. Uh, well, like you said, he tells Moki, if they're staying in the Great Hall, I'm staying in the tents. If they're in the tents, I'm staying in the Great Hall. She stops, she looks at you, and she goes, what is your issue with elves? Elves have been a prominent part of the material plane in general for centuries, ages even. I don't have problems with, with most elves. I have problems with the ones who keep trying to kill me. I, I don't know anything about that. So again, are they staying there? Or are they staying there? They're in various areas throughout the entire village. I don't know exactly where they're at. They got here two days ago, and I have been off out in the wild for the past two days. She looks at you and she goes, so you can stay wherever you want to stay. It's up to you. How far away are we from the ship? Uh, it's about an hour's walk away from the ship from the center of town. Is this, is this pass normally... Relatively open, the one we came from. Yeah, I mean, usually, it'd be the equivalent to like driving down Center Street in in town. Perfect. I'll stay at my ship. Um. Okay. Okay. understand why you'd want to stay in your ship if you're being offered hospitality, but okay. 
Because like I said, they've tried to kill me one too many times. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Okay. Um, so out of game. If you want to have Mercer stay on the ship, that's fine. He's not going to be part of the, any other role play while you guys are in town. Yeah. So like when, when it gets basically when it gets to, towards the evening and it's time to like pack up and go, you know, go to the tents or Great, great Hall wherever. Mm-hmm. He's marching to the ship. <laughs> okay. She goes. Is there anything you guys need to do while you're here in town? Anything you're wanting to do? Uh, merchants. Specifically anyone that deals in magical trinkets. Hmm. Um. came here because this is where you said we needed to go because otherwise we were going to go that way and the rough general direction of where are you trying to head to the end of the world Uh the end the edge of the world yes oh you should probably go talk to Fraser then unless you want to go to the shops first He looks at his imaginary wristwatch. <laughs> That's not actually there. Shops first. Okay. Well, the icy dice is just down the road. Three buildings on the left. That's the only place I can think of that works in magic. I can't promise he'll have exactly what you're looking for, but he might have something. Alright, appreciate it. His name's Glendale. Um, Glen Gill, sorry. Uh, we're heading down to the larger building, and he, he points out a, uh, a larger white building that has um, swirled icy columns. Mm-hmm. He goes, just meet us down there. Unless the three of you have other stuff you want to go do as well. Okay. Okay. Let's head down there. That's usually where I go to get some food anyway. And she just starts trotting along. Okay. Alright, so Mercer and the, the the shop, right? Yep. Heads into the shop. Uh, give me another perception check. Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, nope. Doesn't notice anybody. <clears throat> now, the first thing he does notice is because penguins are smaller, most of the buildings he's walking into seem like they're perfectly sized for him. Not like the larger buildings he's used to that most of your average medium sized characters would, would typically use. Interesting. Okay. Like the door is just a foot above his head and whatnot. And everything. Kind of looks at it. Huh. I haven't seen one of these since I've been home. Oh well. <laughs> Walks in. And there's a penguin sitting behind a ice 
counter. <clears throat> and there are certain areas of the counter where it's sort of clear and other parts that are frosted over. Everything in here, shelves, tables, chairs, what have you, all made out of ice. And if it's not made out of ice, it's made out of the blackened uh, volcanic icy obsidian stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's behind the counter. Perks his head up real quick and goes, Ah! Wait. Huh? Huh? I don't normally see anybody other than my own race around here. Hi! Hello. Howdy. This is different. How are you doing today? Uh, well, surprised at the moment. Just, I, I have to ask, no offense or anything, but what are you? Rock no. For all intents and purposes, it you're is not there. Oh, I thought we were all going down there. No, you said that you and Esther, along with Celine, followed Moki down to the main hall. Oh, Mercer went into the shop. Never mind, never mind. <laughs> it's rock, no, rock, no. I've not heard of such a race. Oh, well, I assume you. What kind of coin do you carry? Gold. Mm. Also, silvery treasury trinkets and like as he's kind of like doing like a whole little like you know all sorts of like art gems <laughs> he's looking at something okay I think you might have too much for me to handle but okay what can I do for you what do you got what are you looking for anything and everything what do you got <sighs> let me take a look percentile roll here and I'm gonna go just this is just off the top of my head I'm gonna go three opportunities sure right off the bat I'll tell you this if it's out of the player's handbook he probably has it the only things he might not have is any sort of uh, a poison or anything mm, I don't think gunpowder is in the player's handbook it is not You're looking for the unique, interesting items, right? Oh, of course. Oh, okay. Um, I have a gauntlet of a snowball gauntlet. I have oh, of course, of course, okay. A potion of greater ice armor and jeez, of course. I keep rolling higher and higher and higher each time. Hey, I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> of course you are. Uh, 
sure, why not? And I also have a glacier kite. And what are they, what are they well, what do they all do? Uh, well, hmm, okay. We'll start with the glacier kite. And he pulls out a staff. Holds it up. Think, um, think, um, a little, um, Avatar The Last Airbender. Hangs mm-hmm. quarter staff that he carries around. Yep. So right off the bat, it's a quarter staff. And as an action, he clicks the little switch on it and wings pop out. He says, You can just hang on to this little sucker and it's gonna fly and glide. Key term fly or just glide? There's a big difference. As Mercer is hovering 10 feet in the air. Uh, well, so you take it, you run roughly about 10 feet, and you hang on to it, and it allows you to fly another 20 feet before you land back down again. Then you run 10 feet, and, and you can glide another 20 feet. That's how I've seen most people use it. Normally, I sell these for about 1,800 gold. I'll give it to you for 1,000. Nah. Nah? Okay. As, like I said, Mercer's just sitting there hovering 10 feet in the air right now. <laughs> He's like, I don't really need that. This would let you go further. And he lands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost forgot. Let's see if I actually have my own. Are you familiar with goblins? Goblins, yeah. Okay. I, so... There's a story behind this. It's not a story I'm going to tell. Okay? I didn't steal them. I don't care if you did. And he pulls up a small backpack. And he goes, I got these... I call them a goblin bomb. I, I don't... He pulls this little uh, orb out. You immediately recognize it as a bomb. And he goes, we, we... There was a goblin. He was flying around. He had the kite, actually. <clears throat> Or something like it. That's how we designed this one. But he was taking these things, he was flying around, and he was throwing them down at people on the ground. How many's in the bag? Uh, What you want for him? Uh, go 25 gold a bomb. How much is that in total? 325 gold. Okay. So how are you paying in that? Because I know you have a lot more than just gold. Uh, I, in this instance, I just give him a gold coin. Okay. Just because I don't want to, I mean, I well, actually, yes. Does, is he willing to take gems and other... Oh, Absolutely. Uh, I'll pay in gems. So I, I lay what is equivalent to 325 golden gems. He immediately pulls out one of those little eyeglasses, also made out of ice, and starts holding it up, looking at it, holding it up to the light. Hmm. These are... As long as they're not ice gems, I'm okay. I mean, guarantee you they're not. Well, no offense, but I can't just take someone at their word, especially a stranger I don't know. That's just business. That's fine. Uh, okay. 
So those are the bombs. Um, so for you, the bombs have a range of 30 and out to 120 max. And if they hit, they do 5d4 fire damage. And then each target within five feet of the point of origin has to make a dex saving throw, DC 14. Or, and if they fail that, they take uh, 1d4 fire damage. Perfect. Um, oh, and then they also cause um, they also cause anybody who got hit to catch on fire, and until the flames are doused, they take one d10 fire damage each round. That's for the just to clarify. That's for anybody who fails the deck saving throw, yep. not the initial explosion. Yep. So, okay, so we did the bombs. Is there anything else you're interested in? Uh, you said the greater ice armor. What does that do? The potion of greater ice armor? Yep. Uh, that causes you to become encased in... Uh, well, basically it causes ice to form over armor that you're already wearing mm -hmm. and kind of increases its durability for a short period of time. How long? Uh, da, 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 one minute. I have four of them if it makes any difference. Mm. How much? Uh, those I will sell to you for 110 gold each. If I buy all four at discount at 400 total? Chase 10 off each one. Sure, I'll do 400 if you buy all four of them. Done. Okay. So Done. you drink it for one minute, it adds a plus three to your AC and makes you resistant to cold damage. Okay. If the armor is exposed to fire, however, it melts it instantly. Yep. All right. Uh, what's the snowball launcher thing do? Snowball? Uh, what did I tell you that was? What of snowball? A gauntlet, a snowball gauntlet. Yeah. Snowball gauntlet. Um, so it's a gauntlet. He actually puts the gauntlet on. And he goes, if you just watch. And he creates a snowball in his hand and chucks it against the wall. And you see an ice, sort of just like a, a, a surreal of ice form around it. Are you familiar with a spell called Firebolt? Yep. Same concept, except it's icy. Does it scale with the user? Um, As I go... And I, I have a little orb of fire sitting there, and I put it out, and then I do it again, and now it's thunder. It's like, you can see, like, it, like... This, um, and I, I guess it depends on what kind of a spellcaster you are. Arcane. Okay, so you're familiar with how some people can cast a spell, but they can do it, decide how powerful it actually is. Mm -hmm. Same concept. This isn't one of your things that you can cast multiple times. Like Fireball, how you could cast it, cast it 50 million times. That's not this. This is a little bit more powerful than that. Charges a day? Mm -mm. 
Just basically, charge. you put the gauntlet on, and it gives you access to a spell called Snowball that you can cast at first level, or if you want to, cast at a higher level. That's the out of game info I'm giving you. What's the look for? <laughs> Four hundred gold. Four hundred gold. He looks down at the gauntlet and he goes, <sighs> You know you have to attune to it, right? That's fine. Four fifty. Four twenty five. Four thirty. Four twenty seven. Four thirty. Four twenty eight. I'm already cutting it down twenty gold from my offer. Four thirty. Deal. Okay. <laughs> My gosh. Now what was the look for? Trying to discern what the cost of the item actually was <laughs> and seeing if I can negotiate down. Okay. <laughs> so because he, he wanted he wanted what, eighteen hundred for the glider? <laughs> He said he normally sells it for eighteen hundred, but he was offering it to you for a thousand. Yeah, but still, eighteen for a thousand for that. This at least is worthwhile. <laughs> well, I didn't write up the cost on it. That was something that was already pre-written. How much was it? The personal kite? No, the the gauntlet thing. Normally, no, the gauntlet I came up with. The personal oh. kite was pre-written. Okay. <clears throat> So the snowball spell, it's an action, mm -hmm. uh, 60 feet, under normal circumstances it would be verbal and somatic, so in this case for you it's just going to be, well it'll still be verbal and somatic for the spell, but you know what it is after you attune, attune to the gauntlet. Yep. Um, it's an instantaneous uh, duration, so you create a small snowball um, and you throw it at one creature within range. Uh, so it'd be a ranged spell attack. On a successful hit, target's going to take 1d6 bludgeoning damage plus 1d6 cold damage. Casting it at a higher level um, allows you... So when you cast the spell using a second level slot or higher, you hurl an additional snowball for every spell slot above first. The additional snowballs will do... 1d4 bludgeoning plus 1d3 cold. So you could almost, depending on what level you cast it at, you almost could do like a snowball gatling gun, just boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You do have to roll the hit for each one, though. Yeah. Not horribly strong. Yeah. Similar but different to your, uh, your scorching ray spell. Yeah. But Scorching Ray gives me three rays, so still potentially 66, versus this just being 2d6. Mm. But it's an interesting magical item, and 
Mercer's not known for... If nothing else, it's an investment for something you can trade or sell for later. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's Mercer, and Mercer likes all things magical and shiny, so... Mm-hmm. He's buying it anyways. <laughs> Is there anything else you're looking for? Uh... I mean, I have, like, other types of potions and stuff, just nothing as drastically interesting as, like, the the, the greater ice armor potions. Uh, I mean... Healing potions, what you got in that that market? Uh, are you looking for normal healing potions, or are you looking for icy healing potions? Well, what's the difference? Icy healing potions tend to be a little bit more powerful, but they're also slightly hurtful at the same time. Because of how cold they are, they slightly... For a penguin, it's not very hurtful, because we're used to the cold. For someone like you, I don't know where you come from, so it might hurt you a slight bit. But it heals you a lot, too. So, rough comparison between a standard healing potion and one of yours. What's the overall outcome? Good to think here. So, a standard healing potion's, what, 2d4 plus 4? Yeah. Uh, Hold on. Tell you here in a second. So, potion of healing is 2d4 plus 2. 2d4 plus 2, so 8, 9. So, a standard healing potion... At max would be ten. Yeah. Your icy healing potion. At the risk of taking a few points of cold damage is. Sixteen. So even at worst case scenario, it still nets higher. Mm-hmm. Now, are they usable anywhere, or do they gotta be? Do they gotta stay cold? It's best if they stay cold. They have a lifespan if they're taken out of the cold. Ah, uh, we'll go regular healing potions. Okay. Uh, so what in that in that gold? You got regular healing potions, greater healing potions, the creme de la creme. We have standard healing potions. Um, depending on which ones and what kind you're looking for. Uh, well, I'm only aware of three types. There's healing potions. Greater there's and greater, superior. Superior, and there's supreme. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. So, any um, four across the gambit. Along with that, I... This was probably about six months back. We had some traders come through. They were mostly fishers and whatnot. But they were looking for extra equipment, and they traded us for these, which they're healing potions, but they're different. He pulls out smaller, like either tinctures or a small little bottle that's about the size of a Jack Daniels Mm -hmm. single shot bottle. Yeah. Because these seem to be more concentrated. You have my interest. Okay. Well... Uh, let's see here. The littler tinctures. He has. Let's see here. What's 17 times 2? 34. He's got 34 of those. And then the slightly bigger ones, he has. 15 of. Of the regular ones? Hmm? Of the regular healing potions, he has 15? No. 
No, the uh, so the little tinctures, he's got 34 of, and then the slightly larger tinctures that are the size of the Jack Daniels bottle that are concentrated, he has 14 of those. Okay. Is that what I said? 14? Well, I'm saying 14 now. <laughs> okay, so 34 of the smaller ones mm -hmm. that are concentrated. Yeah, those are the... Those are the tinctures. 14 of the slightly larger concentrated. So in comparison to a healing potion, he pulls mm -hmm. one out. Those types of healing potions, as I'm sure you're aware, you don't really know how much it's going to heal you other than it's going to heal you. Yes. With these, you know exactly how much it's going to help you. Elaborate. Well, okay, so say you drink yours. It might heal you just a little bit. It might heal you a lot. With this one, it's going to heal you a certain amount every single time. Okay. Great, hunky-dory. I still need to know what it's going to do. I understand it heals a, a, a set amount. So you're, you're asking for the out-of-game info now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, it could be a set amount of three. Well, that's worthless. So those smaller tinctures, the little ones, the healing, essentially healing tinctures, they heal you for high five hit points per tincture. Okay, and the slightly larger ones? Those heal you for um, 12 hit points per bottle. What's the cost on them? Uh, well... So a standard healing potion on the lowest level I usually sell for 20 gold. Okay. I will sell you the tinctures for 30 gold apiece because they are a little bit more valuable than a standard potion. The larger ones I will sell to you for mm, 40 apiece. Ten percent discount if I buy them all? This is where the DM has to do something he hates doing. So, 34 tinctures times 20 gold apiece. Plus 14 of the lesser potions times 40 gold apiece. All together is 1,240 and you're wanting... 10% off. Minus 10%. Um, not quite 10%, uh, 10%, but I'll drop it down to 1,120 for the whole lot. Which is cheaper than what you'd get for individual bottles. So you have 1,120? Mm-hmm. Mercer starts doing mental math. <laughs> While James does actual math. Yeah. <laughs> Deal. 
Okay. <laughs> is this in coin or is this in orange? Both. <laughs> uh, okay. Alright, so the tinctures, ten tinctures equal out to be a pound. The lesser potions, uh, five of those equal a pound. Okay. Okay, so... Just because I know you're trying to keep track of weight and stuff with your bag. Yep, give me a second here. Okay, so... That takes care of all of that. That. some of the discord uh, messages you guys remember the uh, the bug book one that you guys did <clears throat> and they had the carapace weapons where it's like a plus two with the weapon but if you roll a natural one it shatters yeah this guy said our fighter with advantage rolled two nat ones on his first attack with a carapace blade and lost it before doing a single point of damage <laughs> been there done that I was like oh god and yes, it is totally possible to roll two natural ones. <laughs> possible to roll three natural ones if you're really, really unlucky. So, minus 2,000, minus 50, whoops, that's 275, minus 50, that goes up to 225. out of my personal pocket for 215 well we hope you enjoyed this episode if you want to learn more about us you can find us on facebook at the larp channel until next time stay safe and have fun